Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, Basic Brown Nerds, and welcome back. I am your host, Joy Valerie, and today I'm going to be talking to my friend Delilah D in her hometown of Philly. We connected in the DMs over our love for food and memes, but honestly, she's been one of my really good friends, and she's always there to remind you to be your own hype person. She's currently the director of promotions at iHeartRadio and the CEO and founder of Delilah and Company, a media outlet and events curation platform that's aiming to occupy your mindset. And I'm not kidding you, she will make you believe in yourself. And honestly, just be grateful that you're here today. So make sure that you're subscribed to her newsletter and stay up to date with Basic Browners events. So as usual, make sure to tag us on Twitter and Instagram to let us know that you're listening. And now, let's get to know the amazing mujer that is Delilah D. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. My mind is just like so blown right now. Is this still recording? Because I think it caps out. I with the wonderful Delilah D. That's me. <laughs> Why are we like this? So we are probably like the weirdest humans anyone has ever met. Hold on, side note. We're the weirdest but coolest humans anyone this has ever true. met. We okay, cool. okay. Own it, claim it. <laughs> Flips hair. <laughs> um, and we've been talking about this episode for a while. Mm. So it's really exciting. And we, and I kind of want to just like intro everyone as to like how we know each other. Like, mm. I think if they follow our stories on Instagram, they'd be like, these girls are so strange. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of like how we yeah. connected. Because we were like, let's be weird together. And I think we like found each other in like a Facebook group and started following mm-hmm. each other. And you actually dug through the DMs. Yeah. To see. Because <laughs> I wanted to see how a conversation started, you know, how you, um, you know, came into my life. And <laughs> so as she was setting up for this podcast, I'm like, let's see how our conversation started. And it turn- <laughs> started with me sending you this inspirational quote, because at that time when I didn't really knew who she was as a person, I was following her on social media. I'm like, okay, she's so cool. She's so nerdy. She's so everything. And... <laughs> Um, generally when I see, when I come across women, especially women of color that are hustling and grinding and just like providing good, valuable information to their audience, you know, they're utilizing their platform for good. Um, I'm just like, you're my friend. You're my, <laughs> we may have not met a person yet, but you're definitely my friend. So I will randomly, if I find like quotes that are suitable for anyone that I see, like my go-getters, I just send it to them, even if I don't know you in person. So I believe you were just like someone that I sent that quote to and you're like, Oh my God, I love you. This is great. You know how much I needed this right now. And 
yeah, from then we just kind of started stalking each other. <laughs> we were like, oh, we both love food and, and deal with trash men. Uh, <laughs> And trying to build empires or whatever. And then like to laugh at like dumb memes. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was really interesting because I think we were even talking about this with our friend Annette, how like, you know, sometimes you forget about like why why you're doing everything mm-hmm. and someone sends you like a cute message that's mm-hmm. just like, oh, and you're just like reminded that you're like, okay, I'm not just this crazy. Well, I am yeah, this crazy. Yeah. But, you know. But a crazy person is trying to cause, you know, some yeah, good like, in the, the world. Just like why you're doing all of this, mm-hmm. right? That I think like I... I I remember that, like, usually whenever I get, like, a message like that, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, people are actually, like, liking what I do, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, it's not just, like, me putting stuff out there mm-hmm. without any purpose because I'm usually, whenever I put stuff out there, it's like, I wish I would have seen this. Yes. Like, growing up, right? Or yes. when I was going through a struggle mm-hmm. or dealing with, like, depression and, like, all of my issues, and you kind of feel alone, especially mm-hmm. as, like, a woman of color, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we found each other in, like, a Facebook group. <laughs> that was, like, a Latina Facebook group. I know. Because <laughs> it was just, like, we're all, like, alone. And we're like, oh, my God. There's <laughs> other, other people <laughs> like us. <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, cool because I was, like, oh, my God, she's, like, creating stuff, too. And mm-hmm. she's really cool. And she's like a weirdo, but like in a good way. And it's yeah. funny because you read the message that was like, when we meet, we have to like run into each other. And we actually, yeah. So um, she was because I have like this whole thing going on in my on my Insta on my Insta stories, my fake fit life. Um, you know, I call it fake fit life because you know you may see me hustling, going hard in the gym, but you also see me demolishing templates of food afterwards. Please, I'm sorry, any health enthusiasts that are listening right now. I'm trying to change my ways. You know, 2019 is going to be a better year. That's fine. We're basically. Um, (laughs) But so we just had like a fascination with, yeah, just kind of working out and not eating healthy. But anyway, so one one time I I had posted as I was, you know, going through our archives, I had posted me at the gym. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Just had a killer workout. But also just had a steak, egg and cheese bagel for McDonald's this morning. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> I go to Zuma class and then I eat Wendy's afterwards. And I just try it's to so justify close, that. Though. Yeah. Like drive through right next to the <laughs> <laughs> That's a setup. That's definitely a setup. They purposely do that. I, I believe there's some lobbyists behind that. Like, they, if you look at any gym you go to, there's always fast food restaurants around there. Yeah. How do you think they need they need these gym memberships to stay active and have people going? Because... Exactly. Like, <laughs> like us. Anyway, so we kind of, you know, that's kind of how our, our conversations really like started <laughs> going deep. Like, oh my God, we're both unhealthy, but we're both like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. literally, I think as I was messaging you that, I was like saying that. And then I look over it and there was just like the bag of Wendy's like crashed <laughs> there. And I was like, uh, yeah, but we were just so aligned. I'm like, oh my God, why haven't we met in person yet? And we were saying, um, when the moment we do meet, um, we have to run to each other in slow motion. Because anyone who knows me, I'm all for the dramatics. Um, <laughs> you definitely count on me for that. <laughs> but when we finally did, did end up meeting a year later, what did we do? We ran in slow motion <laughs> in a restaurant. <laughs> In the middle of a restaurant. Joy. I was with my other friend. And I was like looking around. And I was like, I'm looking for her hair. Like she has like big black hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, we did that. We had the receipts to prove it. Too. Yeah. And it was, and I thought that was really cool. Because, you know, we were just like laughing about just like, you know, cualquier mm-hmm. ratchetria. Is that a word? Ratchetria. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but then when we were, we got caught in the rain. And then we were talking and you were just like, so what are you guys grateful for? And oh, I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa. Like, 
like, where did this come from? But yeah. it was just like a really good moment because it made me really reflect. Mm. And yeah, I think I was putting, me and Carolina were planning the travel panel yes. in LA. And you were like, this is something that you should like encourage people. And we mm. actually did it. Like mm -hmm. at the panel, we were like, okay, like think about things that you're grateful for. And like, I think that's a really good mindset. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like all about you, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, like to tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself like you are the philly john the philly johnny john it's okay you're kind of an honorary member now at this oh, point yeah. <laughs> um yeah my name is delilah i like long walks to the fridge uh, very romantic things <laughs> i kid i kid may or may not be on my tinder profile just <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't remember tinder girl Bye. That should be on your profile. Uh, like, like long walks to the fridge. <laughs> and ask you what you're grateful for. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm based out of Philadelphia, even though I do a lot of work all around the country. I own Delilah and Company. We are a digital content events agency. And we've actually just rebranded recently. So um, all my interviews I've done in the past, I've always said... Our whole thing is we're pushing positive messages from influencers to the public. However, um, especially within this past year, past two years in general, I've kind of just dig deep into my culture, my culture influences, um, just what I'm trying to do for my community and just trying to do things that like actually there's some social impact behind it. Mm -hmm. So we've actually kind of rebranded our company and like what we're doing, like we're targeting specifically to the minority community and everything we do from like the events we put on to the content we create, it's all to push people of color to want to transition from dreamers into doers. So, I mean, that's something I've always said a lot, even with my friends, like anyone who watches my Instagram stories, you see me, my friends were hustling. We're like, yeah, we're not about that dreamer life. We're about that doer life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you accountable. Yeah, Joy knows. I'm like, I'm psycho. I'm like, okay, girl, you say you're gonna do this. Like, what's up? What's, what's <laughs> like? Why are you exposing? <laughs> because, like, I mean, I just, I genuinely believe. Um, you know, I want all of us to live our greatest versions of ourselves and become. You know, just like I, I mean, we talk about this all the all the time. You know, breaking generational curses, and mm -hmm. you know, everything that I'm doing is definitely no one in my family who's done anything like this before. And it's just you know, whatever I can do to not only put on my family but put my friends on my friends who eventually become family. But um, yeah, <laughs> I just like creating. I'm definitely. I don't say I'm a, an events curator, but I'm definitely an experience curator. Mm -hmm. Um, I like creating meaningful experiences. So everything that I do, so whether it's my networking events, whether it's a startup weekend, whether it's a music artist show, everything, which is there's some purpose behind it. But I just love creating meaningful experiences for everyone that comes and that's impacted by the Delilah Company brand in some way, shape, or form. And they just feel like inspired. They're feeling ready to take on the world. They're feeling ready to, <laughs> you know, knock down these generational curses and just, again, become the greatest versions of themselves. So it's kind of a bit of what I, I mean, I do a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm investing into a whole bunch of different Change industries. Life. But yeah, I just, like, I'm just, I'm myself. Um, me being myself, I just try to impact people as much as possible. And you know, we're only given one shot of life and I really just want people, I really want people to understand and grasp that, like, you're literally only given one shot of life. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing with it? What are you doing with your time here on the earth? So yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, leave you like, contemplating life. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, just kind of like, like to get people in their thoughts and, and just 
understanding the importance of gratitude, and especially just like for being alive. And, and you know, like like Joy said, when we first met, we were caught in the rain. We ran into the car to seek for shelter. And as we're like drying you know, like, up, I'm like, so on. yeah, <laughs> I'm like, so guys, tell me three things you're grateful for. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so um, that's generally a question I, I ask everyone. If you know, I'm someone I'm about to do a business meeting with, someone I'm on a date with, um, anyone that I meet, I, and I do encourage other people to ask themselves. I mean, definitely ask yourself too but when you it's a good it's a good conversation starter too because and you kind of see like where the person's mind is at and see what they're grateful for and you know it can be something as simple as like look i'm just grateful to be alive or look i'm grateful to have this passion instilled inside of me to want to change the world (laughs) just show gratitude um yeah, I mean, I just think this is important because it's so easy to pinpoint everything that's going wrong in our lives. It's so easy to talk about what we don't have, what we need, what we need, what we need. But it's just, let's start talking about what we do have. Let's start yeah. talking about... And it was funny yeah. you asked us that because we were like, we are the most New Yorkers. And I feel like <laughs> New Yorkers are very notoriously known for complaining about everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, like... And it, took, and it took you guys a while. And it's it's always amazing to like, me we at first. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, but I'm like, but tell me three things you need right now. And you're like, you're coming up, you know, off the top of your head. But when you, when people, when you ask them, what are you grateful for? Why is it that you have to pause and actually think about it? Why is it it doesn't come just naturally? So that's like, you know, that's something I always say. Like, we just need to start practicing gratitude more. And I mean, me personally, honestly, if I'm on a date with someone and I'm like, oh, what's three things you're grateful for? They're, and they... They don't even want to answer. Like, oh my god! Like, no, but that's a reflex. I mean, I'm like, boy, I'm you. You are not about. I'm not about to spend time. You're not even you grateful to be in my presence right now. This could have said that. Like, if you're not even grateful for life, you are not gonna be grateful for me. So, like, bye, boy, bye. Yes. So, note to anyone that is the right response. Okay. If anyone asks you in your presence. Yes. Okay. Because my presence is always a present or whatever. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god <laughs> so yeah and like yesterday we took a trip down like delilah memory lane, oh, yeah. memory lane right? <laughs> neighborhood lane whatever so i guess like you know what are some things that stood out to you as you were growing up that kind of shaped who you are like you know your little brown nerd experience but i kind of mm-hmm. feel like you were a cool kid <laughs> you know what i mean i was i don't want to say i was ever like you know, one of those stuck up popular people. But the reason why I was popular is because I was always friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. So I've never and I, I that kind of like is still it's still instilled in me right now because I have multiple groups of friends. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I have like you no. Know <laughs> so I've never been like, oh, it's just me and my girls. And, you know, you can't sit with us type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I was friends with you want to call them the nerds, whatever. I was friends with the popular people. I was friends with athletes. I was friends with, you know, everyone. Like, yeah, I was, I was just, I've always been like a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. I've always just loved like human connection. And, but yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I would be home reading my Harry Potter books and just kind of, oh, <laughs> no. so, um, yeah, I mean, nerd, definitely. I was, oh my gosh, I was a huge reader before, um, yeah, my head was always buried into books. I love just kind of just the way it can just take you away to a whole different world. And um, just like the power of words, you know, like how it can do that to you. But 
Yeah, I mean, just my experience here in Philadelphia, I'm definitely grateful for my experience here. Um, you know, granted, my mother, she did move us to the nor- Northeast, which is kind of considered, I guess, like the better part of Philadelphia. However, my entire childhood, teenagehood is, was in North Philadelphia. So I do consider that my home. You know, went to school there, went to after school programs there. My friends, my family, all of my memories are in, in North Philadelphia. So I consider myself a North Philly John. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just I, I definitely had a great experience. You know, definitely learned a lot, and it's just crazy. It wasn't until I left Philadelphia and I went I went away to school, which is predominantly white school too, mm-hmm. um, that I realized how screwed up the city was. I realized how like there's a lot of lack of opportunities, or mm-hmm. how you know if, unless you aren't put into a different environment or surrounded by different people, how it's easy to kind of just fall into certain cycles. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, to me, it was, it was very frustrating for me when I started realizing that because, you know, cause you know, you have friends and stuff, obviously you grow up together, but not everyone is always going to have the opportunity like I did. So that was like frustrating to me. And that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I do everything I do with the line and companies. Cause like we are that platform to be that positive role model for, um, you know, people within, especially the inner city neighborhoods, our minority community who may not, you know, come from wealthy backgrounds. Like we're here to tell you, you can do anything you set your mind to. We're here to inspire you to reach, you know, higher levels of success and, you know, doing things differently, you know, even just because you may feel like your, your background and your family, like this is not something that's going to happen to you. You can change your narrative. You can change your story. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. It's like really interesting. Cause I think, you know, when you're in it, you don't realize like how bad it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like I grew up poor and I didn't realize I was poor mm-hmm. until I was applying to to college Mm -hmm. and had to fill out FAFSA Mm -hmm. and they were like here you go you get all the monies (laughs) wait hold up what yeah and they're just like but you know like you grow up with it in like such a loving family especially like Latino neighborhoods you know like you grow up with a lot of community behind you that it's like you don't realize how messed up it is and even like I was working in the tech industry right and it was really hard to even realize that you had to work so much harder and you oh see like, gosh, you know, white yeah. men come in so much easier and mm-hmm. you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, you then you realize you don't have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of, we worked together. Well, I came to Techstar weekend when you put on the event. And I think that was like the biggest thing that a lot of people there didn't think that like, oh, mm-hmm. tech would be for them. Yeah. Right. That, that was what was especially important like why i wanted to do that startup weekend mm-hmm. so i had partner up with tech stars and, and um the caper center they were doing a latinas and tech startup initiative uh which during hispanic heritage month they wanted to hit different cities 10 cities across the nation one of them being philadelphia and um you know just focus on pre- predominantly just trying to fix that broken pipe system of bringing latinos into the tech industry mm-hmm. so i was in charge of doing a philadelphia one which was beyond me because i don't have an well i felt at that time <laughs> at that time <laughs> that i don't have a background in tech and to you know be perfectly honest and i did mention this and like the youtube that i had posted about the experience i didn't feel like i was smart enough to put together an event like this because i'm thinking tech start like you you know when you think tech you're thinking developers you're thinking coders right. you're thinking like these people ad tech all this but not realizing there's so many different roles that plays into tech so i mean to learn i'm more about the learn the more i learned about it the more i'm just like why doesn't like why doesn't other people especially within my community have access to this right. so i mean it was great the tech stars and, and caper center they wanted to do this initiative the latinas and tech startup weekend we were focused on you know 
bringing Latinos together to change them, you know, to, to become like from dreamers to innovators, to entrepreneurs. And we, you know, we spent the entire weekend teaching them, you know, business models, startup plans, how to begin your own startup. You know, they pitched ideas, they formed teams. And it, it was, it was, oh my God, it was so empowering. But that's something that I realized too. And then from there, when I, um, we had went to the, the LTX, the summit in Oakland and just speaking to a lot of these tech people and, Something that I know that I want to do, especially like for the future, is just kind of introducing, like letting people know there's so many different roles that play into tech. So just because you may feel like you don't have a background in it, just because you may feel like, oh, I don't have a degree in technology, you know, can I, you know, can I be in this industry? Like, yes, you can. There's so many, they need HR people. They need COOs. They need, you know, they need sales. They need marketing. There's so many different avenues. And it's like, I just want people to not be afraid to do something that's out of their comfort zone. And cause you know, there's like, not for there's a lot of money in tech. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of money attacked. So you want to talk about dra- breaking generational curses? Let's talk about money, okay? And I feel like <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, all these companies, like, everything eventually, like, will need tech. Right? Yes, exactly. And I think as, you know, people of color, as women, a lot of times you, you end up being, like, the token, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been the token person, right? Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because you're just, like, I'm here alone. No yeah. one gets me. Yeah. And it's hard to be that first person. So mm-hmm. I understand like why people are turned off from it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if you don't do it, then like who else is going to come in? Right. Mm-hmm. And like open the paths for other people to start coming in. So even when I went, right, I was like one of the mentors for your event. Thank you. And it was like, <laughs> awesome to just hear people giving their ideas. And at, and mm-hmm. at first, a lot of people were like, well, you know, like I don't do tech. Like, yeah. you know, I do sales or I do marketing or mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, yeah, but it's literally just like any other company. Yeah. It's just more geared with like digital and technology and leveraging that. But yeah, just seeing people change from, oh, this is something easy once we break it down. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's something that's doable. And even more so, like a whole room filled with like black and brown people. Yes. So we were just like, hold up. Other like, people oh look like me. You didn't have to put that barrier <laughs> yeah. as to like, oh, I have to put on like, you know. And they felt comfortable. They, they, felt, com- they yeah. felt comfortable. I mean, and I think that's important, especially because um, as Latinos, we definitely come from a family-oriented culture. Mm-hmm. And we always want to, you know, realistically speaking, we always want to feel like we belong in every setting right. we Community. go into. Like we want to, yeah. So if we feel like, you know, when people think of, you know, these people at Google, you're not really thinking of Latinos that are like, these lead tech people in Google. Like, yeah. you're not Even thinking. Even as you said it, yeah. popped it doesn't pop into your head. So, you know, unfortunately, like, they may not, you know, strive to, like, oh, I'm never going to get into Google. That doesn't happen to people like me. So that kind of, oh, let me just do, like, you know, bare minimum or something. Not necessarily bare minimum, but not really try to aim for that because they think it doesn't happen to people like them. So they may just, like, try to aim lower. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, being able to create that space. Oh my gosh, I still get chills just thinking about that weekend. And and let's talk about the fact our first place winners, none of them even had a tech um background. It was and, and on top of it, I know they're still doing it. All females. <laughs> and they're all friends. not gonna <laughs> We're not gonna be biased or whatever. But the fact that it was a it was the smallest group of all the groups. So um and they were all females. And you know, again, none of them had a tech background, but they just they took a and chance. We had no influence on the winners. Yeah, we did it. We did it. So, um, yeah, they took a chance to themselves. They had this great idea. And what's beautiful about it is not only did they win first place, they also, you know, they had a paid, they, they were also paid to go to Oakland for the first ever um, Latinas in Tech conference um, put on by the K-Port Center. And on top of that, they're actually creating this into a startup. So it was something... Again, like, you know, they decided to take a chance on them, on themselves. And they did. They had no idea what got they were signing the up car, for. Got in a car with a crazy person. 
um, I know, you know, and the, my two girls from here from Philly, I mean, they just supported me because they support anything I do. So they just showed up and it's just, I mean, I'm really excited for them to see like what happens with, with their, the Latinas event mm-hmm. um, after they're created. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I helped create that space for the opportunity. <laughs> You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds and we'll be right back. If you want to hear more from us, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Basic Brown Nerds. Hey, Basic Browners, have you all seen the shirts that say made by immigrants or Latinx and little brown girl that kid? Well, those are actually by our girl, Delilah D. And she's offering all listeners free shipping. So head on over to DelilahandCompany.com and enter code BROWNNERDS, all caps, shop and wear your pride. That's BROWNNERDS, all caps, for free shipping. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop, so you can go to basicbrownnerds.com slash shop and rep the Basic Brown Nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high-quality content and bring you Season 3. Yup, we are bringing Season 3 in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerds so that we can bring you more episodes. But also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Brown Nerds, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Brown Nerds and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. (laughs) I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate to keep making this bigger and keep Basic Brown Nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. Visit basicbrownnerds.com and get nerdy. You can listen to our other episodes, shop some of our cool products, and get to know more about this fun project. Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds. But yeah, so kind of going off of that, you know, we're talking about like what it means to be 
like Latinx, right? Like in our communities. And I think the other area that a lot of us are trying to work on besides like generational wealth and, you know, creating opportunities is just becoming better versions of ourselves. Yes. Right. And that's something that you're always pushing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, that also includes like our mental health, right. Mm-hmm. And our well being. And I think as women, especially, and especially as Latina women, we have that stigma that we don't, like our communities think that we're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like, if you don't, if you're sad, then you're like, oh, esa está loca, you know, yeah. like, leave her alone. Just pray to God, you be good. Like, yeah, <laughs> and we were even talking about that today, like at, um, when we brunch, were eating, yeah. yeah, when we were eating brunch. And and that's something that, you know, you're always pushing like a positive message, but you're mm-hmm. always like very transparent with everything mm-hmm. that you do. And how, you know, like, what are your thoughts on like balancing that for other people? Well, the thing is, so one thing I know or that I realized, not one thing works for every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is why, especially when it comes to like people, I mean, it's great if you get like coaches or you, you follow these people that's telling you like, oh, do this and you'll be perfectly fine. Um, I mean, if it works, <laughs> great. Um, something I've learned because, you know, there's there's different when it comes to mental health. I don't necessarily know how to like dig deep into it only because there's different aspects of mental health. So there's people that are actually like clinically depressed and you can't tell them, Oh, write in your journal and, um, you know, and just think five positive thoughts and you're going to be fine. Like, no bitch. (laughs) So much more deeper than that. So, I mean, but then there's also people who eat healthy. Yeah. Eat healthy and everything's going to change. Like, no, like, you know, this, there's actual, like, these are actual disorders. Like there can be people who are happy. Yeah. Like I have people legit send me stuff all the time. It's like, Oh, well, did you try this? And I'm like, Oh my God. No, I did not. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, but a lot of myself, I can, uh, with that, you know, I'm always mm-hmm. like, you know, seek professional help, seek professional right. help. Yes. Um, but like with me, like when it comes to like the stuff that I preach is definitely for those people who like to victimize themselves, mm-hmm. who purposely do that, who don't have, you know, who don't have, aren't clinically depressed or, you know, don't have like any mental problems on, on that aspect. Do people just want to act like the world is against them? Like those are, if anything, my messages are definitely for those people, which I try to be as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very big on like in general, everyone should ask for it. There's nothing wrong with wanting to right. seek professional help, whether it doesn't mean you're insane. It doesn't mean that like, oh, my God, I'm going to go on meds or or something like, no, you just want to talk to someone. You want to talk to someone that's outside of someone that, you know, outside of your circle, your your network, someone that's a professional and just kind of release it all. (laughs) Um, You know, this is something that's not really that's not really promoted within our community, because as you know, we spoke about this before. We are a community based off of faith. Um, which, you know, is a beautiful thing. You know, everyone has like, you know, their relationship with God, that's beautiful. But sometimes, you know, you can't pray certain things away. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people in our communities understand. It doesn't mean that you're crazy when you want to look for help. It's just, you just, you want to look for help. Um, yeah, but a lot of my things, uh, well, me, what has helped me personally, me personally, not saying this is going to help everyone, but it's definitely been the whole concept of changing my mindset. So it's like once I understood the power I have within myself when I can, you know, one thing I always tell everyone and I say this over and over again, I don't care how repetitive I may sound, but you cannot control what people say. You cannot control what people do. But the one thing you have complete control of is how you react to every single situation. Mm -hmm. So when you understand that you have the power within yourself to 
to like how you pers- how you like your perspective of the world. Like no one can like fault you. No one can take bring you down. Do not. I, I don't give anyone the power to make me feel anything less than. So it's just like you know. Again, like people see you from their own lens. Their lens is different from how you view the world. Your the way I view the world is different from how you view it because you had a different upbringing than me. The way you view it is the way so, so my neighbor views it differently. Like we all had different upbringings, and you know our upbringings plays a huge part as to how we view the world. So, um, yeah, one of the things, I mean, I'm just, I, I preach heavily on is just, you know, our part of our brand is occupying your mindset, take control of your mind, you take control of your life. And, you know, bad things happen all the time. And, you know, bad things are, <laughs> this, is, this is the way the world works. This is the way life is. I, you shouldn't be upset when bad things happen to you, but it's just kind of like, you know, cry it out, whatever that for that current moment, but just like, okay, man up, what am I going to do now? How am I going to, you know, how am I going to grow from the situation? Like, how am I going to change this? How am I going to change this around? Because we can easily just sit down and be the victim and leave it as that. Or you can just fucking, or sorry. (laughs) Or you can just like, you know, okay, like, what am I going to do now to, again, to make this better? But, um, yeah, I mean, mental health, it's, it's, it's a lot to dabble in. It's not, you know, creating a positive mindset. It's not something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. It is definitely something you had to practice on on a daily. And I'm such a nerd that I'm always like for me to understand everything, I need to understand how it works. Yes. And I remember I was reading something about I think it's called like learned optimism yes. because actually Vero, that's going to be on another episode, was talking about this uh, this experiment on like caged dogs that mm-hmm. it was like you had a caged dog um and it lived in a cage for so long and you mm-hmm. unleash it and you're like, look at all these pastures. And the dogs are like afraid to go out, mm-hmm. right? Because they have just learned that this is their environment mm-hmm. and they can't like see past that and mm-hmm. see the growth and like, you know, like, oh, this mm-hmm. is so pretty outside. Um, and and so that was kind of leading into I kind of went down a worm tunnel and started reading. Yeah. And I was reading about like learned optimism yes. theory, right? And it's really interesting. Is that what you sent me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's when I was like, hold up, this is the whole thing with like that you do. Because they're like, you know, like changing your mindset yeah. to get to that point. And at the same time, it's really interesting because even like if you struggle with depression, like I struggle with depression and ADHD, mm. and what has worked best for me is like cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's like very like hands on, like, you know, putting like little steps and like actually practicing things. And and one of the things is like, you know, like changing your mindset. So Mm -hmm. it is and it's also like a neurological thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like you when you have depression, like you actually are deficient in like dopamine and like with ADHD, you're deficient in like norepinephrine. And I think it's. I can't remember the other word, uh, the other like mm-hmm. chemical, right? But it's actually really interesting because when you do start to change your mindset, like you are changing your brain chemistry mm-hmm. too. Um, I need to do like more research on this, but no, I mean, but there you're, is you're speaking from experience, right? So, yeah. Like when you are, you know, practicing that, like writing mm-hmm. it down, like physically writing mm-hmm. it down, right? Like actually like listing things out and mm-hmm. th- seeing like, okay, like I can do this, like I can set this ambition and kind of making it a habit, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the other thing, like. Once you get into that mindset, like it becomes a habit. It becomes yes. second nature that instead of being like, oh, this is what everything's bad. Cause then yeah. you go into that wormhole of like, it's so easy. Oh learned, my God. Um, I think it's pessimistic, mm-hmm. like learn pessimistic. Like it's so easy to, to, to fall deep into that right. wormhole. And it's just, you know, they say, you know, you have a bad day, like it starts off in a bad way. And, and then you realize, you realize that after, um, you know, one thing bad happens and all of a sudden all these bad things just happen back to back. 
um, again, it's, it's how you view things. Like, if I broke my nail, like, damn, I broke my nail. That sucks. But, I mean, I can paint it again or I can yeah. just get it on the full set. Um, it's not the end of the world. Um, and then you start to like view the world through that lens. Like, whatever, yeah, you know, if you're just like, oh, I broke my nail. You're like, fuck, hey, where's that ever now? Oh my god, that's just dirty. My secrets. I, I don't know, but yeah, the whole thing. And, and a lot of people that come and you know they come into my life too. They're always just like, why are you always so happy? Why? Seriously, like, <laughs> guys, you don't understand how hard I had to fight for this happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, let me be great because right. I, I mean, even when I started with the whole thing with DNC, like I was in a really dark place, man, that started, I didn't like where I was at mentally. I was not a good friend. I was not a good daughter. I was not a good version of me because I was, I was dealing with my own demons and a lot of it um, was just like from, you know, from unfortunate relationships that I've had. And it's just, it made me into like, I, I was just so insecure and me being an insecure person made me not a great person. Mm-hmm. So I had to dig deep into that. I had to dig deep. I had to acknowledge the bad things about me. And, you know, when, when, it, when we talk about self-care, I know it was like one of the memes that we're not talking bubbles or, you know, bubble baths or anything. We're talking about tackling your demons, yep. you know, understanding the bad traits about you and how we're going to change that. I had a, and then that's something that I've been working at for years. So like when people just say, Delilah, oh my God, you're so happy all the time. Let me be happy all the time. Because <laughs> I was not like this but before. Then, and that was kind of the other balance, right? <laughs> like, like I think you were having a bad day and you were yeah. just like, oh, I'm sad. And so, yeah. and like, you know, yeah, then it's like, how is Delilah sad? I know. So like, God forbid. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I was actually, I was jumping on a call with two of my friends and I was I was having a rough day that day. I'm human, guys. Like I mean, everyone that follows me, they're always like, "Oh my god, Delilah, you're so amazing. You're so have beautiful energy, etc." So, which is which is I love. You know, that's why I definitely do try to elude. I something I practice on a daily because again, I'm excited to be alive. I love that. You know, I'm giving a shot of life. I could have, you know, I could have died in my sleep. I could have had a brain aneurysm. You know, anything. I could have got hit by a car. You know, on my way to wherever I'm going. But I'm alive. I'm giving another shot of life. I refuse to spend that being upset about something. However, I am still human. So sometimes I do have my days when I'm just like, Ugh. so um, you know, it does come come around. And then sometimes when I may mention it to my friends because my my circle, my friends, they're so used to me being happy all the time. They're so used to me being just that girl they go to whenever they need someone to share like their positive energy with. But when I do talk about like, yeah, I'm not really having a great day. And it's just kind of like you, Delilah, you don't have good, like you have bad days. And I'm like, and I don't know how to respond to that. Cause at the same time, I don't think I'm some just like machine that doesn't feel, I do feel. <laughs> I do. I'm a person too. But um, no, so it's just, it's funny because like, you know, I'll get like, oh my God, you're so damn happy all the time. And then if I even talk about like, yeah, I'm not really having a good time. It's like, oh my God, you, this happens to you. And it's just like, okay, guys. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that kind of comes along with the territory of like being an online person, right? Mm-hmm. Like an online content creator and like mm-hmm. doing things that are so visible and sharing your story mm-hmm. that a lot of times it's kind of just consumed yeah that you're like people are like oh you're great you're inspiring me yeah. and forget that like you're a person right that you're like i have bad days yeah. and like that's why i do try I to be an approachable human like <laughs> send no, me memes oh my god yes we love memes but no that's why honestly i do try to be as transparent as possible with my posts i'm never i mean if you see myself like it's not going to be all good stuff all the time Mm -hmm. you know i do share when i feel like i'm struggling and you know i i oh my god my online community is fucking amazing 
Like when I tell you my my tribe, I mean not 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 just my sisterhood because everybody knows my manas that be like their support is like beyond amazing. But like you know, I have a supportive group of like male followers too. So even when I post anything like that that I'm going through it, like they they come, they're like Delilah, no, get your head right. Like you're doing this, you're you're amazing. But like they they set me straight. Mm-hmm. So um, and it's always needed, definitely for sure. But you know, I do I do post when I have like my down days, or even you know if you see me because I remember I posted recently. When I, because I had like, you know, back to back trips, like I had to go to Oakland for the Latinas and Tech Summit, and then I had to go to New that. York, <laughs> and then from there I had to go to Atlanta. It was like, I was gonna be in four different states in like one week. And then I'm like, okay, like you guys are seeing this, but I need you to understand, like there was a time when I first started the line of the company, I couldn't even afford to pay my tolls. I was doing an interview in New York, I was interviewing this up and coming DJ, and like I didn't even know how I was gonna pay for the toll coming back. So like, like, understand this is, it's just, it's, it's a process. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're seeing like the glitz and glam now, like you're seeing like the fruits of my labor, but know that there was so much labor that was put in. There was so much struggling. There was so much, so many times I wanted to give up on everything that I was doing and, but I didn't, and I just kept pushing forward. And, you know, this 2018 was definitely a great year and, a lot just came into full circle and just, I'm, I'm so excited for 2019 now. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like one thing that I've learned so much from you is like being your own hype person. Oh, girl, yes. How, how are we going to other people to hype ourselves out? We don't hype our own. So. I feel like I struggled a lot with that. And that comes with like, you know, growing up Latina, like you're taught to be humilde, like not yeah. to brag too much, right? Mm-hmm. Like not to like. We're going to be conservative. Right. Be, yeah, like, and, you know, and we're kind of. <laughs> literally ended the year kind of breaking all those concerns <laughs> <laughs> i invited her out to a private strip tease class and this um, is why i'm here <laughs> yeah um it was fun i mean it was it was definitely great to kind of break out of our shells but no i'm really big on being our number one fan you cannot expect people to support you if you don't even want to support yourself and you're not genuine about yourself so like own your magic like I tell everyone, you know, make sure you dominate yourself yep. before, you know, you dominate everyone. She yells at you if you don't. Yeah, I really, I really do yell at my friends. You see, I mean, you guys probably hear I'm, I'm, I'm a loud person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm even louder when I'm, I have a natural loud voice, but I'm even louder when I'm, yeah, yelling at my friends. But no, I, I, I do believe like, you know, look in the mirror, I was just like, yes, I'm that bitch. Like, yes, I'm that girl. Like, I'm going to dominate this. I'm going to win this. Like, we need to be our own number one fans always. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is something I've always... It's actually on the tagline for my email. Because, like, I always knew... I always knew that I was destined for greatness. But obviously, at the time, when I was starting to build my brand and I was starting trying to get into the media industry and stuff, if you're not someone that had a big following or had, you know, had numbers to provide support, unfortunately, like, people aren't going to support you. Um, but I always lived in my greatness. And that's why I always tell people, like, live in your greatness and eventually the world will catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If you know what you have to offer, if you believe in yourself, you know, like, okay, if they don't want to get on the train right now. That's cool. Be your own one-man train. People will get on eventually, but that's that's fine. But, yeah, I'm just, yeah, being number one, staying always. <laughs> this is something that, like, I'm unlearning because, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to sound obnoxious. Right? It's not or, even like, about being obnoxious. It's just about being confident. It's not like you, mm-hmm. like, you're walking into a room like, hey, my name is Joy. This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. No, they just have, let it happen organically when people ask you about what you do, but own what you're talking about. But it's not like you're walking around with a sign like, hey, this is why I'm amazing. Like, no, but <laughs> still, like, you should be able to elude that confidence every time you walk into a room so, like, people can know, like, what, like, what, what's up with her? Like, what's her deal? 
no, it's true. And I feel like that's something that you do very well. But it's mm-hmm. like, right, it's taking you a while to mm-hmm. get to this point. And I think that's what people don't see, right? Mm-hmm. Like the story behind it, mm-hmm. especially if they just start following the line. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, he's doing all these things. I want to do it <laughs> without seeing like all the labor that it takes yeah, right, to start girl. a business. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are very powerful words. Do you have anything <laughs> you want to like leave the listeners with? I guys, I mean, I say this over and over again. You only have one shot at life. Um, to all my basic brown nerds, so or everyone in general, even if you don't consider yourself a basic brown nerd, you're still amazing because you're alive, you're well, you're above ground. Just you know, work towards living your best version of yourself, not what you think other people like. What people are telling you should be the best version of you. Find out what you love. Find out what you're passionate about, and just go for it own it i'm definitely not telling you to quit your job i'm definitely not saying that <laughs> but just i've just figure out figure out what makes you genuinely happy figure out what is your purpose in this world figure out what is a legacy you're trying to leave behind figure out what type of ancestor are you trying to be what is it that your great great grandchildren you know if our world isn't over by the way with things are set up right now but <laughs> Like, what type of stories are your great-great-grandchildren going to be talking about you? Like, are you working towards creating generational wealth for your family, whether that be monetary gain or just love? Like, because, you know, not for anything. I never, granted, I I didn't grow up with money, Mm -hmm. but I've always felt rich because I grew up with so much love. Like, my family is everything. We're... Like they're crazy. I mean, we trust, trust we be going out at times, but like we're always there for each other. And Your you know, mom my family's really mom goals. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> I love that lady. Um, you know, I I always felt rich because of my family. So that's something I mean, they've always passed on and you know, they're they're always there. And it's definitely something I don't take for granted at all. But you know, I just feel like me, I definitely want to change. <laughs> we're rich in love, but I want us to be rich in money now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no. Okay. <laughs> but at least we'll be together, <laughs> hugging each other while there's no heat. <laughs> or warmth. Or warmth. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, guys, just you know, you're only giving one shot of life. Live it, enjoy it. Don't be stressed over like like little things, especially fuck boys. Yeah. We didn't really get into that conversation, but that could be whole other like podcast for another day. <laughs> but for right now, yes. Um. We'll have a podcast yeah. about how we didn't mess up our lives with fuckboys in 2019. <laughs> oh, no, man. Because the way I'm about to... Girl. I was trying myself. <laughs> well, yeah. where can everyone follow you and find your journey? Yes. Um. So you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Mainly Instagram. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, but um, I'm highly active on Instagram at I am Delilah D. D-E-L-I-L-A-H. D-E-E. Um, or I mean if anything, just slide into Joy's DMs or something and she'll <laughs> Where did uh, I find that girl? <laughs> that loud annoying girl. And your company, where can people um they can definitely follow Delilah and Co. So it's D-E-L-I-O-A-H-A-N-D-C-O. Delilah and Co. You can find us everywhere on Twitter, YouTube, um, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing Thank you for having me. <laughs> Guys, like, I don't think you understand. I stand over Joy for so long. So I'm just so happy that can she's I, my friend right now. Like, I just found out what Stan was. Like, <laughs> how much of a nerd I am. Oh my God. Like, someone was like, I stand you. I was like, who's what? Stan? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And they told my other friend, and I was like, yeah, Stan. And he was like, 
I was kind of hoping you knew too. And I was like, we're old. We're oh old. my gosh. Oh my <laughs> lord. Guys, she needs to hang out with me more. Make it cool. <laughs> anyway, but yes, um, I've stayed over joy for so long, even like this podcast and stuff. So it is definitely an honor oh, to be a guest. I am definitely a cool kid now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Basic Browners is a production of Carrera Digital Solutions, where dreams, effort, vision come together to empower communities through tech and media. If you want to support us, you can make a donation through our website, basicbrownnerds.com, or simply share our content with your friends. Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.